0: Welcome to the Modus Operandi Podcast, recorded on the 23rd of January, 2021, with your hosts, Alan Miller and Dr. David Overby. This is episode 214. And now for the show.
1: Once again, and welcome to the modus Operandi podcast. This is episode number two hundred and fourteen recorded on january the twenty third twenty twenty one which happens to be if you write it down this way one two three two one um which might mean something to those of you who are into numerology. We don't have any of those people out there listening to us because our fan is really logical Um, I am joined as always by the one the only doctor
2: David Overby from the beginning to end and then back and forth this is the modus operandi podcast
1: bringing it to you for real extreme podcast 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 podcast
2: So, Alan, do you know how we've had these conversations in the past about how you recommended that I become more of a morning person?
1: No, but sure, go ahead.
2: So, well, I mean, you've encouraged me to be a a morning person. Maybe what it's more the discussions have been along the lines of I've maintained that some people are morning people and some people are night people, whereas you say it's more about just the... Habits that you get into in terms of when you go to bed and things like that. Exactly. So anyway, my goal had has been to uh, not necessarily become a morning person, but to start getting up earlier after being some times around the holidays when I would stay up till around 5 or 6 in the morning. Seeing some good movies, some good Henry Fonda, Charles Bronson movies and things like that. So it was time well spent. And then this this morning, so the great thing is uh sun was just coming up. It was around seven. Uh I I got up and uh I looked around and I laid back down a little bit and my body was just um ready to go and I just thought, I mean, I'm I'm not just gonna lay here. I, I should I should get up and it's like, well, you know, I should go run and it was kinda chilly, so had the hat and gloves on, but I got out there and I got a run in and it was great because that very first stretch, it was just like, oh, wow, man, it's really cold. But um, it it had some bounce in my step, right? And then finally, about 20 minutes in or so, uh, as the sun started to come up more and the temperature was warming up and then my temperature was starting to warm up, um, uh, t- uh, temperature-wise, it started to become a, a really uh, nice... Run And uh, it was a great way to start the day, and then uh, here I am all the way through into the evening. And one thing that I've noticed is when I do get up earlier, the day seems to go by faster in a good way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's... um, um I, I mean, I always remember... I mean, I hate... I, I love to sleep. And I love to sleep late. Um, and I've you know, if, uh, you know, when I was doing a lot of uh, live music and stuff, I was often up late, you know, but I usually, I mean, midnight is the latest for me most of the time. I think I've, I stayed up to one thirty or something. The other, uh, uh, God, I can't remember. I, I don't, was it, it might have been it might have been last week, or it was. I think it was before the inauguration. Uh, Denise and I just got started playing darts, and we played darts until just f- fucking really late. And by really late, I mean like one. Um, and that's it, awesome. It took me a minute to to wind down um, afterwards. You know, I kind of just, well, basically sat there and read Twitter. I think that, yeah, it was before the inauguration, so I was wondering if there was going to be a civil war. Um, but I, I mean, I was just wasted the next day. I could not, just couldn't get my shit together. And, um, and well, what else is new, but then, uh, ha ha ha, ha um, uh, <clears throat> after the inauguration, I think probably, uh, was it a day or two days after, uh, no, it might've been the day after the inauguration at eight o'clock at night, I was just. Sitting there, and I said, "I can't stay awake. I am going to bed," and I slept until um, nine o'clock the next day. And I mean, the the only time I woke up a couple times to just just gulp down water and go back to sleep, um, and you know, pee and and then just drink a shit ton of water because I just felt dehydrated and and I just thought, you know, it's it's like. Four years of, and especially the last year, this in giant level of anxiety has been removed. Even though there's still a ton of anxiety. I mean, it's you know, financial financial insecurity is just a big part of now. Um, Always being worried about dying.
2: Um, Right, that's always uh, been known to be a trigger.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean. PTSD is real, and, you know, when you're walking, you know, when going into the store could be the end of your life, um, you know, everything changes. But just not waking up in the morning and the first thought is, oh, fuck, what kind of, what the fuck did he do? You know, what did he do this time? Um, You know, what, what kind of criminal... Or stupid, or racist, or asinine, or horrible thing happens since the last time I paid attention to the world, and um, I sometimes I envy my my bass player is just like completely divorced from it. He 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 checks in for about an hour a day, and then he he checks right back out. And it's just like, oh god, I wish I could do that. Um, um, and I probably could accept. Uh, I don't know if you know this about me, Dave. Uh, uh, I'm a little bit of a political junkie. I've, you know, since the age of 11 or so, have been reading the newspapers voraciously and kind of keeping track of what's going on. And I, I mean, I could, re- I can remember the Nixon shit going on. I mean, that was, that was before I was really sure about what was going on. But could, you know, the, listening, you know, being around uh, my folks and their friends— um, which I would guess quite often was, was uh, uh, your mother and father Um and hearing them talk about it, you know, and pay, I always paid attention to what the grownups were talking about because it was, it was, it was interesting. And I knew I would be grown up someday, so I might want to pay attention to this shit. And yeah, what's, you know, Trump's last year was just made Nixon look like a fucking saint. Um, I mean a drunken racist awful saint but still a saint um it just th- this I mean what happened with the with the have we 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 did talk after the assault right but not but but not since since the inauguration am I right That's correct yeah so it you know, I mean, I guess having 20,000 National Guard troops stationed all around the city um, really does, you know, kind of tamp down what these these asshole cosplay racists are trying to do, um, and as well as all the state capitals. I, I mean, that was a after the all the chatter and everything, you know, there was I think I think at, at the Michigan State House, they had a few hundred people, but. Otherwise, it was you know in the in the less than ten you know that were showing up at places and strutting the funny around. Funny how when you guns. you
2: actually um, do your job and actually protect and and guard like the leaders of the government <laughs> that you know your your capital building doesn't get over overrun by a l- lunatic mob.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean after the inauguration, I just was like this is it's i'm not going to wake i think uh, something i tweeted was uh, uh that uh, you know what it is to to wake up and and you're when you think what did he do today is not uh filled with dread and you know the potential that he started a war or that he's Done yet another heinous criminal act. For well, which now, he in terms be- of starting
2: a war, you know, I was uh, I was I- calling him Joe Foreign Policy Biden back during the primary, mm-hmm. and I think that one of the ways that uh, Biden's going to do the kind of standard distract attention away from domestic issues, especially especially now because they're so horrible is um, we're going to see more talk about foreign policy toughening up on Russia, restoring our NATO ties, making America regain its standing on the world stage. And I think all of this is bad politics uh, for the Democrats because now is definitely not the time to be going with the playbook uh, that the Democrats have, have gone with where they they really uh just sort of present themselves as a different group of people, but policy wise they don't they don't do much and they don't uh they don't change a whole well, lot. Well
1: going going back to sleep, at least at least they're predictable. You know? <laughs> what um I've I, I still got my fingers crossed that Biden's gonna surprise us. Um I I think he's probably going to be about halfway as good as I hope and nowhere near as good as he could be, um, if if you know what I mean. But I, I, I think even halfway there will be just um, – I, I think will be an improvement over the Obama presidency. I really – I think just from how rapidly he moved with some of the executive orders he did – um and the way that he's built his his staff etc with some really young people
2: um well and it may be that Trump just finally pushed right wing extremism too far yeah. i mean even for america yeah i i mean and and so now suddenly people will be more uh expectant that uh, a democrat president will actually do something. Uh, well, yeah, Obama and, just and you think about was a complete waste. What, so uh,
1: oh, I mean, he was a conservative. They, Biden they,
2: will have to be better than well, that. Well, after,
1: after what happened I in the I think maybe the fact that
2: Biden is older, much older, becoming president than Obama was— Obama's pretty young when he got mm-hmm, in there— mm-hmm. may help Biden be more uh, authoritative in a good way, more assertive— and the fact that it just, it's undeniable how horrible the person who you came in after was. So there just can't be any, the least bit of hesitation in terms of going, doing an about-face 180 from where things were headed, the other, uh, under under Trump. But I still think that the novelty of, of uh, Biden's inauguration is going to wear off. I mean, at, at some point. Oh, of course. And 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 uh, the Trump, the whole Trump four years still happened, and especially in, in an event as as major as that uh, storming of of the Capitol. Uh, it's, it's kind of the climax, the crescendo of the social unrest that really defined the year 2020 from the moment of the George Floyd protests on. And then, of course, the George Floyd protests, drawing attention to Breonna Taylor. Um, by the way, did you uh, see where the Kentucky attorney general uh, people, some of the three of the grand jurors from that Breonna Taylor case want Daniel Cameron to be impeached?
1: I think that's fantastic because he is just a little
2: Nazi wannabe with black skin. Right. And that's this the, the other thing is that um, what Trump represented as president is not limited only to Trump. I mean, there's also, besides Cameron, there's Mitch McConnell, there's Ted Cruz. I mean, there's no end to... The psychopaths that just seem to uh, relish cruelty at at every turn, every opportunity.
1: Okay, here's a question I've got for you. The the, the uh, uh, I mean, there's a really strong push now to expel the what hundred and something members of Congress that um, that protested the election um, and there's a huge push that Cruz and holly um be removed from the senate um what what do you think the chances are that that anyone will be removed i i, I think that personally uh bobert and uh there's this other uh pretty boy uh, stolen valor motherfucker um oh fuck what's it? fuck is his name he's he's new he's a big gun nut he was one of the he he uh just got busted for trying to to take a gun under the floor um i mean what the fuck is wrong with these fucking people um and kind of bragged that he was armed during the thing but he was also tweeting out you know people's locations during the insurrection
2: um yeah that person Definitely should, and then there's the there's the woman who was giving reconnaissance. Yeah,
1: that's Bobert, Uh, Laura Lauren Bobert from Colorado.
2: Right, and then and then, but all of them who openly on the record through the media or uh, during session questioned. Uh, or, or contested the results of oh, yeah. Biden's election. All, all of them. That went on. All of those people should should be gone, because it's you're, you say that you want to be a part of this government, and then you're turning around and saying you don't believe in it. I mean, it's like, yeah, well, this is you, how it works. You swore an oath to the Constitution, and, and by... And over and over again, there's no evidence. You know, you, all those people should be gone. But yeah. I'll take it a step further and say that the only objective for the democratic party once of course we get everyone vaccinated that of course you know everything else has to be everything else is second but after that uh the only thing that's left to do is the dismantling of the republican party well you can't can't let these people get away with
1: the the denazification that we did after world war ii there needs to be a detrumpification and it needs to be aggressive I mean, it needs to be extremely aggressive, because those people are not fucking sane. you know. We, right, you have to break them up.
2: You can't capitulate oh, to if you, right-wing extremists. That's a big lesson of history.
1: They couldn't get, you know, the National Guard refused to respond for, uh, there was, per, you know, uh, permission was not given for them to be activated for like two hours after the insurrection started. Guess who it was that was the one making this decision a um hey. high ranking official by the name of Charles Flynn who is the brother of Mike Flynn yes <clears throat> the convicted um felon Mike F- Mike Flynn it's a small world <clears throat> um so yeah there's a there's a growing um rumble of fury about that guy he's he's going to be gone pretty soon i'm pretty i'm sure the the thing that is that bothers me is that there are there's not going to be extreme enough prosecution of these motherfuckers uh the the doj is already talking about not pursuing cases against the insurrectionists that didn't participate well, see, in violence then, um,
2: that's just going to be exactly like obama not prosecuting the bankers
1: but, but i mean here's the thing just months ago it well actually ongoing regular BLM activists who did nothing violent are being prosecuted for trespassing or whatever um i mean that's going on right fucking now and unless they bring that shit to a stop Oh well actually, no, I'll take that back. They should bring that shit to a stop, but they should continue to, to prosecute these every single motherfucker that, that stormed that, that the capital. Those people, I don't care that they're brainwashed cultists. You know, I don't care that they thought they were gonna be greeted as heroes. And treating sounds
2: it, like the rapture, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Oh, they. Th- oh, they thought it was here. It comes the thing that we've been waiting for. Well, it didn't happen, and you motherfuckers broke the law, and you
2: were prepared to murder people. All of you go to jail. Or and it wasn't just people. It was the leaders of our government. It was our Congress. Oh, and cops. It's not there's, just. There were
1: cops. That the first, uh, the first active member of the military has been charged um, in the last day or two. Um, it's it is. It's going to end up. I mean, I mean, we've. There's been six, six state. You know, members of state uh, uh, legislatures. Six of them that have been charged. Six members of state legislatures that violated the Constitution, that literally attacked our nation. Yeah, there's something fucking wrong with this country. Um, as, as, as if that's some sort of a revelation. But uh, um, uh, Dave, we, we're coming up on 20 minutes. You want to uh, take a, a quick break so to save your thing?
2: When we and- come back to the Modus Operandi podcast, we're going to deliberate on just how late, we're going to stay up the post-vaccination Mopod party that Alan will be hosting. Dude, it is going to go on for
0: days. Uh, We'll be right back. Hey, Joe. Hey, Marty. Did you hear about the big clearance sale at the Mopod Totally Real Retail Store? What? What?
1: They're having a sale?
0: Yes. Up to 80% off 2020 items like Summer Olympics Commemorative Dried Fish, the NBA 2020 Flight Tracker, the Robo Liquor 2000, now comes with a mini liquor for free, the Mopod Guillotine Kit, a giant box of some kind of substance, Overfest t-shirts, the Mopod Tactical Abortion Pistol, now in pink, the Mopod Political Time Machine, Mopod flavored mixed nuts a shockingly painful slap to the back of the head Pregnant geese Mopod brand military grade toilet paper And so much more
1: How long does this sale last, Marty?
0: Until they've unloaded all this crap, Joe Wow, we'd better hurry Do they still have the G.I. Jim Jordan? There's only one way to find out Visit, Visit the, the Mopod, Mopod store. store It's totally real So dave
1: you were talking about how uh cold it was this morning what's the weather doing down there you're about uh what are you about 400 miles to the west of me um and so what's what's it doing
2: yeah the uh my ears our, our ears pop out here because of the change in elevation sorry just uh, yeah, kidding uh actually, uh, for this part of the world, uh, this winter has been a bit on the cold side. We've consistently had evenings in the 20s, uh, and there's also not been as much uh, sunshine as oh God, one is used to. It's been so
1: dark the last down like here, two weeks. But
2: still, it, it is still it is still uh, our old Kentucky home where the sun shines bright. But I, I mean, mean are you getting still,
1: the wintry mix yet and all that shit? Snow. We haven't
2: and, had that. We we did have some snow flurries. Uh, I'm trying to remember what day it was. It was the, the last week, maybe a Thursday. And it actually did start start to flurry. It was uh, it was cloudy and it was just it was really cold. And it's like we've, how, we've had, there's we've no, we there's had snow on the ground. Even here, a few times. It, it can't not snow. And it actually did snow uh, for a little bit. Like you'd look outside and it'd really be blowing um, up in the air and be kind of white. Uh, and then you'd look away and you'd look back and it'd stop. And then it would it would pick back up. And then in the morning after uh, the ground was uh, pretty white, uh, but I'll tell you what, by the afternoon that stuff was gone. It was back to you know, just green, and everything was green and soggy. That snow was melted.
1: Oh, uh, we had uh, we actually had a probably about a, th- a couple of days with with a little bit of snow on the ground, you know, less than an inch, but it stayed on the ground for the most part. It, it immediately left the sidewalks and the streets and and the driveway and stuff, but. Uh, um, and the yard and on trees and stuff, it stayed the, the air was cold enough for several days that, that it stayed. But, uh, I mean, according to my, to the weather, uh, forecast here, we're supposed to get some shit tomorrow. Uh, the wintry mix, that favorite thing, I kind of figured it might be hitting you by now there but uh, well, I'm, I'm not looking at uh, a big map. Actually,
2: anything. as I understand it, what's going to happen is uh, be rainy tomorrow, no wintry mix, and then on Monday it's supposed to actually be in the lower 60s. We may have thunderstorms before yeah. it goes back down yeah. to the isn't 30s. That, isn't
1: that insane? I, I remember this last uh, the last couple of winters that there were there were thunderstorms during the winter, and man, when we were kids, that never
2: happened. I do not remember that happening. I mean, anymore.
1: I it never happened. It's
2: uh, so It was not until weird. March that you would have a thunderstorm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be Also known time. as
2: spring. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, well, this the the uh uh well, I guess you know, this, it's I, just volatility. Like we really don't have climate and weather anymore. We just have volatility. It's it's just like what will the weather be like today or maybe more accurately this week? But you can you could literally have you know, winter this week, like it'll be twenty four degrees at night, and then the next week you're gonna have lower sixties and thunderstorm. Well I mean, you,
1: you remember about three years ago. It's winter
2: one week, summer summer the next. About I mean, three
1: about three years ago we had we had a ninety degree day in in February.
2: Um, I do remember yeah, that I mean it was rain. It, it was ninety seven degrees. In October of 2019, on October the second, and then on the first of November, it got all the way down to zero. So in one month, there was a 97 degree, basically a 100 degree swing in temperature. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm. This that that change of uh, so extreme so quickly. Yeah, wasn't, is not wasn't something a that, that uh, I uh, have any memory of until the last decade at the earliest
1: uh, a term that that a lot of climate scientists were using was uh, was climate weirding that it was weirding yeah that 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 the climate was going to get so unstable and 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 wobbly that you would have wobbly shit wobbly like is a good word well you you know i mean remember the um it's been a few years ago but we had this like insane snow cold snap where it was like in the single digits and in, in low teens for days, days and days on end, and it was—I mean, it was a big. There, there, I mean, it was a, a huge, uh, uh, you know, problem because people were losing power because of, of you know, like power line, you know, of uh, f- ice, ice-laden limbs falling on power lines, and then freezing to death. I mean, people were dying from the cold. Um, excuse me, and uh, the. Uh, that was and at the same time they were having like 50 degree days up above the arctic circle um so yeah wobbly
2: right uh, for example it got um it, didn't it get in the 90s in uh, siberia in september it got in the
1: hundreds got, got in, in the, the hundreds, hundreds. Yeah. In fucking Siberia. This is a place with and, permafrost. And
2: course, right. So it re, it's releasing permafrost, but not only that. Um, when it gets when it gets that hot during the summer, then it doesn't get as cold um, in the winter. Like the ground is doesn't get as cold or stay as cold as long, so that there's snow. There's not snow on the ground as long, and it's the snow that's reflecting the sunlight. Yeah, yeah. So... The shorter amount of time during the year when there isn't snow on the ground on the planet or the less snow that there is overall on on the planet over the course of, of a year um, yeah it's all a that's feed- less sunlight that's getting reflected it's, it's, it's also it makes the planet warmer because that sunlight's getting absorbed. Which then, of course, releases more permafrost and causes there to be more warming. Well, the the, the and methane
1: in the permafrost. Not as much the, snow on the ground, the, um,
2: and so it does. And then it's a cycle. And um, um, also add to that that forests are rapidly
1: marching northward because they're able to grow up there now that it's warming. They are dark; they absorb more energy; they therefore store heat. And you know yeah it's a feedback loop the 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 oceans are the oceans are the are the right like the the giant problem that we weren't thinking about until like the last decade um, the oceans are absorbing enormous amounts of energy and they release it back very very slowly, so you know when the when the average temperature of the of the ocean increases by an entire uh, degrees Celsius, um, that makes an enormous difference to the entire system, and it's happened. Uh, you know, not, not only does it make an enormous difference to the entire system, but it also makes the volume of the water bigger because it's warmer, which which increases the speed at which <laughs> Land gets taken over by the ocean. It's we're look. I am just. I am kind of glad that we're going to die when we die, because I'm going to say within the next hundred years, eh, probably half of wh- where we humans currently live will be inhabitable. A half of what remains—you mean
2: uninhabitable?
1: Uninhabitable. Uh, half of what remains will be but, right. extremely uh, no, I, I unpleasant agree. to live in, and the remainder will be experiencing violent weather and immigration. That you know, migration. Uh, that, uh, my yeah, migration, not even immigration. Mass just, migration. Just giant waves of humans trying to get away from fighting death. for their lives. Yep, and we've got. So many people <laughs> that there's just absolutely no way that there will not be massive death, famine. Um, it, it just yeah, it's it's all very very bleak. You know, I, I've i i i had a a novel about half written, a piece of fiction about uh, a surprise, a pandemic. Uh, when this shit came down. And now I'm like, why? You know, it's like, yeah, maybe I'll make some money off of it and be able to live for a few years. And, you know, maybe I can write another one. Except I, I, now I've got to write something completely different because this is, uh, a little, little, you know, too close to home. I've got to add some shit to it now because of, of what things that I've learned, but not very much. Uh, but it's still, you know, that I'd have to, I think I would have to take into, um, take into account that there had been this this current pandemic um, which was not part of it which would require a great deal of rewriting anyway um you, you know the entire idea of a legacy or of making something for the future um it's it's kind of you know why every everyone all humans are going to die because we're stupid we're really, really bad at thinking into the future and thinking rationally, and we're breeding like fucking rabbits that are in a contest to make more rabbits, and it's and we're not stopping.
2: You know, well, let me uh, let me jump in and uh, that because that reminds me of um, a theory I've been working with, and it's it's the evolutionary paradox for humans which is basically this that the most important attribute that humans have is their intelligence right like that's the that's the differentiating uh, characteristic between humans and the other animals the other life forms that humans can actually think and invent things and solve problems and come up with, with vaccines. Um, but as we have moved further along, as we have advanced technologically and their life is about based on more on comfort and convenience, the thinking kind of seems, uh, superfluous and the people who are now doing the breeding are really, not the more intelligent ones. So the thing that in the, you know, uh, reproducing, of course, is what keeps a species alive, but the thing that is spurring the reproduction on is the erasure of the very characteristic that allows the species to live in the first place.
1: Wait, say that again?
2: Well, I I
1: lost the, I lost the chords that we, because, I mean, here's, here's my thought. I mean, we're, we're, we're driven to fuck. I, I mean, that's just part of, that's, that's like, there's a, there's a, you know, we, we need to eat, we need to stay dry and, and warm, and we need to fuck. And we need to fuck because we're supposed to, you know, that's how you continue a species, um but we're smart enough now to go, okay, we've won. <laughs> we're we're not gonna get wiped out by saber tooth tigers or anything except for maybe a virus. Um,
2: there's too many of us. Maybe we should not breed as much. And Well right, which is how an intelligent person would think about it. Yeah, so it's it's like, that's it's what like, I'm it's, saying. It's that- like
1: you should have a child. And a very few couples should have two children. that if we did that, we could reduce. but but here's the thing: you've got I mean almost every government in the world is worried about declining population because that means a reduction in uh, productivity. And a reduction in military. In the military, and in in spending and in growth. I mean, that that is the word right there. Growth. If you don't have growth, something Fairy tales of something is growth. failing. of eternal growth. Yeah, it and, and and that's the one of the things that uh, uh, Greta Thunberg was just like, you know, right. you're just, you're talking about money and and more people. It's what is wrong with you? Um Japan seems to have come to terms with it because the Japanese are smart and they are crowded together and they don't like it. So they're they're not breeding. Um, But you've got, say, evangelical Christians, the dumbest of the dumb, Um, the evangelical Muslims, the dumbest of the dumb, Uh, evangelical Jews, the dumbest of the dumb. The evangelical Mormons, the dumbest of the dumb,
2: all over the world—they've got to build up their tribe. Their yeah, clan. well, their they're, God
1: told them to fuck a lot and make a lot of babies, so they're going to fuck a lot and make a lot of babies. But they're not going to enjoy, enjoy the fucking; they're just going to do it to make babies.
2: Right. That's that's basically what I'm saying. That the that the the people who are breeding, for the most part, are the dumber ones. Yeah, so, so, in, so, intelligence is, is being dropped from the species, right? The, the, which is the very thing that the, the key attribute that enabled the, the species both to survive and, arguably, at least at times, thrive on a planet that, you know, in many ways, from a sheer biological perspective, it, it doesn't seem to be uh, the. Have the number one advantage compared to these animals that uh, don't have to have heating and air conditioning, for example. Yeah.
1: So there's there's <laughs> two there's two things that take care of this of this problem. Uh, one of them is authoritarianism. I mean, China. Look at China. They did. I mean, it was awful, um, and it still re- it continues to be awful. They were they uh, what they're doing to the Uyghurs is kind of awful, even though they are a religious you know a uh, group that that believes they should all make lots of babies but you know who for, is this the Uyghurs, uh, the muslim minority in china are you really don't know about these guys
2: no i no, i know i know who who you're talking about Yeah, they, they're, they're, they're in s- uh, they're in western china right yeah they they're, they're
1: forced forced sterilization supposedly um uh, in and probably um uh, as well as um, you know, re-education and forced, just uh, forced uh, taking of birth control, uh, etc. Um, it, which is that's not good, but um, it did work. Or you have the situation with, say, Japan or European countries where everyone is happy, everyone is well educated. And nobody has to worry about where, whether or not they'll have uh, ha- housing or food tomorrow. Um, that somehow makes it very comfortable to not breed if you are not afraid that you're going to starve um, and that you, need somebody, that you won't need somebody to take care of you when you get old.
2: Right. I mean, in the olden days, that would have been an incentive if you're living on a family farm that you're going to think, if if we don't pump out some babies, then when we start to get older, where's the food going to come from? Well,
1: and it wasn't that long ago where it's like you need to pump out babies
2: because four
1: out of five of them are going to die. <laughs> um, you know, so it's like you, you've, got, you've got to make a bunch of them. Well, that, that's, that's not the case anymore. They're all, for the most part, they're all going to live you know especially well not in the united states so much we're the we are the bottom of uh, we're systems. second
2: to the bottom in the oh, world wait wait somebody for, else has taken our place for uh, um, maternal mortality for women giving uh, for women dying while in uh, childbirth yeah and i think we're number only one only papua new guinea in the whole world has a higher mortality rate for women and childbirth yeah, in the United I, I States, yeah, and I think
1: that we also we, the
2: cruelty we, and neglect it's characterized our government, our and our our system, our general power system in this country for half a century. I mean, and it's got to change. And well, it's
1: it's one hope that we've got that we are, we are number one in, in industrial nations as far as uh, child mortality, uh, infant mortality.
2: Oh, so in addition to the mothers dying, the babies also die.
1: Oh, yeah, we're we're the number one in the industrialized world, and I think that we are also ahead of, or or we are behind, uh, or ahead, I don't know what the word is to use here, but we have more deaths than a whole lot of second and third world countries um, as well.
2: Well, you want to know Um, why that is, Alan? It's because... Because in America, it's always, Ogre Fest! (laughs) Ogre Fest! It's time to hang out with the ogres! With the ogres, the ogres, the ogres, the ogres! Ogres. That's why.
1: Um, So, it's... Josh Holly number 1 ogre this week or uh uh It's a free for all.
2: Fest is a um is, is always a uh, a group event. Dude, they had t-shirts.
1: <laughs> no, they not they not only really had t-shirts. They had fucking hoodies. That said, you know, of, of, that had the date and said, you know, revolution or, or seven, or whatever it was, insurrection. They had fucking hoodies made and somehow, somehow they didn't know that this was going to happen. It's amazing.
2: When we come back on the modus operandi podcast, Al and I are going to discuss the design for the Mopod hoodie. That which we would call the Mo-Hoodie. We'll be right back. Mo-Hoodie.
1: <laughs>
0: the following message comes from Robo Liquor Incorporated. To our thousands of loyal and very satisfied customers, we here at Robo Liquor Incorporated apologize for the recent issues with our controller app. Russian hackers took control of all Roboliquor 2020s for a brief period of five days last month. You may have noticed your phone heating up as you use the patented RoboLicker 2020 and odd behavior from your Roboliquor 2020, such as leaving the toilet, coming into your living room, and changing the channel to OANN or Fox News. We would like to reassure you, our value customers. That with our most recent version of the app, your RoboLiquor 2020 no longer sends all your personal data to shady Russian hacker farms in Siberia, and does not, and will never again, send a constant stream of both of your phone's cameras to the same hacker farms. Despite these initial flaws in the app, We thank all of our users who refused to part with their RoboLiquor 2020 and openly blocked intelligence officers from confiscating their RoboLiquor 2020s. They're that good. So remember, your RoboLiquor 2020 no longer spies on you and will continue to give you the deep satisfaction that only comes from getting your anus licked clean as a whistle just ask any Robo Liquor 2020 owner if you can get them to come out of the bathroom Robo Liquor 2020 it's not spying on you anymore
1: hey welcome back uh, we hope that you buy whatever that thing was that you just heard about uh there we they, uh, the the editor person the you know the person with a really deep voice that interde- introduces this uh, he's kind of scary, that dude. Uh, anyway, he he will put something in there. I'm sure we. I, I mean, come on, this the store is it's just full of great stuff. We 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 only sell high quality products uh, here for the MoPod podcast, and they're all totally real. Um, if you want to give us the money and wait for them to come, no problem. We'll work that out. Uh, so, Dave, what uh, what have we got left on the agenda here? I, I mean, other than talking about the fact that we're able to sleep uh, now, and I'm sure this is true for a lot of people. I, you know, the w- we've talked about this a few times that stress is the stress that um, almost everyone is 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 suffering right now is uh i mean unusual is the wrong word for it unprecedented seems overused um uh, by the way i've i uh denise got me uh this um uh, spice mix called unprecedented Time, thyme and it's a time uh. it's a time based it's actually it's quite good uh, it's a quite good combination but it's got like a ufo on the co- on the cover like beaming up the and the back of it is kind of a screed about how, you know, this is it's fucked up and you hear this all the time and, and here here's this thing that might make it better <laughs> enjoy these these spices. Um so there's an unpaid ad for unprecedented time. Uh but uh I think we got some for Dave, uh, uh my brother Dave uh, for Christmas. Um Oh I know what we can talk about. Fuck this politics. Unprecedented
2: time. You can never run out.
1: Um, This, the uh, completely non-political. Denise got me a sous vide cooker for uh, Christmas. Are you familiar with this
2: cooking technique? Uh, Not really. I am familiar with the term, but I don't know exactly what it means or what kind of technique and what kind of tools it corresponds to
1: okay so it's uh it's sous vide means uh under vacuum and in french and okay. what you do is you take uh your meat or I, apparently you can do vegetables and stuff i'm still playing with meat in it and you uh put it you you can either i, I got a vacuum sealer also which is pretty cool um, you can either use one of those and, and put it in a, in a vacuum sealed envelope and you cook it in hot water and the water is maintained at a very, very specific, like within a 10th of a degree temperature and, and for the amount of time it takes to get the piece of meat up to its needed temperature. And then you keep it in there until um, you know a lot, uh, until a lot of uh, like fats and and stuff break down. Um, It's it's slow, uh, but un fucking believable. I cooked um, well. The most recent thing, well, actually, just tonight or today, I cooked uh, a a pork. Uh, a piece of a pork loin. Um, I got they they were on sale for just nothing. Um, so I got this, this giant pork loin cut cut in uh, probably about two pounds off the end of it, um, and put it uh, gave uh, gave it a rub you know salt and herbs and whatnot, and then vacuum packed it. And you can do this. You can use ziploc bags too. You just you put the The meat or whatever into um, A Ziploc bag And then just lower it into the water And the water will push all the air out Um, And you you just leave One corner of the Ziploc bag open and once you've got the water The the thing The Ziploc almost completely submerged in water You close that corner Uh, But I vacuum packed this one um, And Cooked it at 137 degrees for five hours um so it just basically sits there in this bath the sous vide cooker is a it's it's in a big pot the sous vide cooker is like a, a long stick with a controller unit on top of it and it's got a propeller and a heater and it circulates the water rapidly but not i mean it doesn't make it broil or anything but you can see that it's moving around you know it's the water is constantly rippling and you can hear it running <clears throat> and it keeps it gets the water to that exact temperature and holds it there and uh, for instance i uh, uh, the water evaporates um, out of it, so I usually add hot tap water because it's not actually in contact with the food, so it d- doesn't matter that it's, it's hot tap water. Um, and I, I've, I'll pour that in, and it'll drop the temperature by a couple of degrees, and then it comes back up within thirty seconds, gets it back up, and then just locks it in. Um, the it you you so that like for instance that pork uh, loin that I did was was. Uh, uh, five hours today um the most the thing i did before it was a beef uh round uh was it a round roast yeah i think it was a beef round roast i mean a a cheap cheap beef roast i cooked it for
2: 40 hours
1: at a hundred and
2: I want, to, I want to say it was also it It's 100. almost as long as you have to wait in line to get vaccinated.
1: but a boom and uh what it does is it it cooks the meat to the to exactly the level of done you want and then just holds it there and with a cheap cut of meat, you let you keep it there for a long time and it breaks down the fats and the tendons and whatnot. but the meat stays medium rare or barely rare. Um, I, I mean, I got, uh, just above rare was what I cooked the, um, that, that roast at, and it, it just amazing, a pink roast, pink all the way through. And you just, uh, when I was done with it, I stuck it in the, uh, freezer for, uh, about 45 minutes, uh, to, to chill it and then put it in the, um, in the smoker for about two and a half hours. Um, with, uh, until it was back up to like 145 degrees, uh, interior temperature. And it just mind bogglingly good, um, steaks. We got, we cooked some sirloin or I cooked some sirloin tip steaks with it, which is just a cheap, cheap steak. That's about as one of the, uh, the next down is, is, uh, probably rounds, just a round steak. Um, but, uh, they were Just almost like a filet mignon. Just fall apart, tender. Just amazing. So I've uh, become a devotee of the sous vide cooker. Um, I I might actually get a second one so that I can have two things going at once. Um, It's that good. Um, I see that you've been playing with pasta recently.
2: Yes, I've made an excellent uh, mushroom and uh, penne pasta dish, which is uh, just simplicity at its best, really focusing, foregrounding the flavor of, of the mushroom. And and that's it. Cooking it in some um, olive oil and, and butter and then the pasta al dente. You know, there's a lot of places there. A little crushed red pepper. Around where you live.
1: Uh, where you can you can find chanterelles um, at the right time of of year. Um, uh, it's usually I want to say it's in mid August when they really hit their stride. But uh, I mean, there was a place that uh, that Dad found um, um, that we we went to. That it, it, apparently it, it didn't do very well this last year, but year before last, I got like ten pounds of chanterelles out of it, uh which is just staggering. I mean, the, the price of those things if you actually buy them is is like um uh, forty five, forty nine dollars a pound. Um and I, I still have a couple of packages in the freezer of them, but you should try. I mean once you see them uh, there's nothing else that looks like them. Nothing. The only other thing that looks like them is, uh, um, I think it's called Hen of the Woods. And it's so obviously not the same thing because it's a, a giant mass of mushrooms as opposed to the way chanterelles, they come up,
2: you know, th- three we or four a place. We should also let the listener know to order Dr. Overby's Oatmeal Cookies. I made uh, oatmeal and raisin cookies uh, yesterday and they're absolutely amazing. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, I really have a knack for cooking. I mean, I just make something. This is the first time i would ever made these cookies and it turns out to be great. And then I look at the recipe and it's like two sticks of butter 100 pounds of brown sugar, 50 pounds of sugar, and it's like vanilla, it's like uh, raisins and and nuts. It's like, well, of course it's got to taste good. (laughs) Like, it's just a matter of sheer brute will. Can you keep stirring all of this artery-clogging... Deliciousness? Globulins (laughs) of...
1: Well, you know, it's at the least thickness and, at least and it's, flavor it's,
2: and, and sugar and sweetness. At least it's got together. oats in
1: it. You know, I mean, it's got that fiber from the oatmeal, but look, right?
2: o- rais- oatmeal and raisin cookie is a pretty common cookie, right? So I've had a number of these, and these are the best I've ever eaten. So I do think I, I have a knack uh, for cooking. Another amazing new addition to the culinary ensemble is pumpkin bread which I made about three days ago at this point. Absolutely amazing with a little bit of pecan in there. And then um, I made uh, homemade slaw. But the real deluxe coup de gras introduction to the menu is the inverted grilled cheese with Havarti cheese. What do you mean by inverted well, the melted the the melted cheese is on the outside of the bread as you eat it rather than the inside. So it's it's, it's the best way to to uh, to eat a grilled cheese and then you fold it on itself and so you're getting the cheese, which is melted and kind of half caramelized. That's the first thing you're getting, and the bread is just there as the support for it. Mm-hmm. That's
1: that's that's an open faced cheese sandwich as opposed to a grilled cheese because I I I worked in a I worked in a at a greasy at a grill where you make I mean grilled grilled cheese sandwiches is is like the cheapest thing on the menu, so you'd make a million of them. And the key was always that you I mean, you've got good bread, I mean that's kind of important. Um you you and some cheese? Uh, well, you, you no, no. The cheese should be crap. <clears throat> Actually, American cheese is what most people want. Uh, we have, grilled cheese. We we did have we did have really good. Okay, I mean American I was being
2: cheese. sarcastic. I was like, you're making a grilled cheese, and you gotta have some bread, or you gotta have some cheese too. I, but What you're, I, you're yeah. saying is you need the bread to be good, and the cheese it doesn't matter. Yeah, the, the cheese the can be the crappy. Cheese, cheese. The cheese
1: can be anything. I mean, we we did we did cheddar ones. We did we did cuz you're melting it's it up. anyway, right? Yeah, is and, that the idea. It, yeah, but uh, I mean, a, a really a good quality American cheese actually tastes really good on an American cheese sandwich cuz it's all melty and 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 hot and and cheesy. Uh, but that's really good quality American cheese which most people don't have um, around. But uh the 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 real big key is that you have a shit ton of butter in the in the on the grill or in the in the pan or whatever. I I I like to use a a flat grill a griddle to um to make uh uh grilled cheese but you basically I don't know you put like two tablespoons of butter down and just slap the the made sandwich onto the butter um and let that just soak into the to the bread medium heat you put it on the 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 cooler part of the griddle a, a good griddle's uh hot at the at the back and and cooler at the front uh no wait no vice versa it's hot at the front and cooler at the back and um you before you flip the sandwich um when you've got it that nice golden brown it's just starting to get little bits of darkness on it um you move it Put down another tablespoon of butter, and flip the sandwich with the bread down onto that melted table, ta- you know, couple tablespoons of butter, so that that soaks in. I mean, it's basically bread, cheese, and butter sandwich, um, and the butter is is the main thing. Is getting that that golden, golden, slightly browned, toasted bread from the hot butter is what makes a r- truly outstanding um, grilled cheese sandwich. Um, and here's the thing with a grilled cheese sandwich, too. Um, this is something that, that, um, I've, that I realized while we were doing that because this used to get ordered all the time. You can make a grilled cheese sandwich where you've got bread, mayonnaise, all right? Mm-hmm. Cheese, tomato, bacon, lettuce, another piece of cheese, mayonnaise on the other piece of bread, smash that all together,, mm-hmm. and grill that, and it is fucking so good, um especially if you got good tomatoes but uh um yeah i that was something that just was an eye opener to me, I was like um because I, I, I was just like, "Oh, you don't." Huh, You're you, allowed to do this. Yeah, you you heat the lettuce. Oh, uh, oh, and uh, you can throw pickles in there too if you want to. Um, but uh, yeah, it just um there, there's I've got a like a a pr- a thing that will make uh uh paninis, and I haven't done that yet. Um, I've mostly been using it to cook uh, chicken breasts and stuff. But now, <laughs> now I've got now I'm into sous vide cooking. Uh, so I might have to uh, switch over to that uh, some night make paninis, uh, just so that I've got an excuse to,
2: to keep it. Uh, uh, Did you want to hear what the next culinary invention is? What, what are you going for next? I'm going for the hot chocolate cookie. I'm mm-hmm. going to follow up these oatmeal and raisin cookies with a variation that I have imagined known as the i 'm going to make a hot chocolate cookie well if i'm going to make it i'm going to make it first and then in the next podcast i'll let you know how it turns out and i'll let you in on some of the secrets as far as the recipe goes
1: cookies are cookies are uh sort of the gateway drug to baking i think um, if you if you really want to explore the realm, and actually, I would encourage this because I, I, I've it's something that I, I dip a toe <laughs> in every. every <laughs> um, I, I, I occasionally dip a toe into into this, but, um, you know, I, w- I would love to see you throw yourself totally into it. Is actually baking bread, um, mm-hmm. and and that is, trust me, that is much more a science than it is, um. An art, culinary art. Yeah, it's one of those things where you know that the difference between a half a tablespoon and three quarters of uh, it—I mean, a half a teaspoon and a half and three quarters of a teaspoon of baking soda, for instance, or baking powder—will be the difference between perfect or ruined. You know, so it's one of those those. But though, apparently, just bread is more of an art than a science um but I, I there's a there's a thing i follow and we actually we we probably should take that one last break um there's uh a, a a guy i follow actually i need i haven't seen anything from him in ages uh it's um ancient ancient yeast or ain't, this guy with the help of uh, archeologist friends um makes breads using ancient um grains and literally ancient yeasts he's they've gotten yeasts from uh bowls and pottery shards and stuff from archaeological sites where bread had been cooked in something that had been then, then been buried um and it's it's fascinating, you know. He's the you know using these ancient grains. He's like, well, this is, you know, this is a completely different thing than what, um, than than any kind of modern breads because it's made with you know this these 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 primitive grains which are still available. You know, there, there are there are people that raise them for specialty cooks, but then to make them with these with these yeasts that are from, you know. A thousand years ago, or or fifteen hundred years ago, or even two thousand years ago, and I kind of think he might have gotten some from that are that are like five or six thousand years old from from something uh, one time. Uh, really, really intriguing the idea of what you know, because there might be some kind of West Kentucky yeast that you could find if you wanted to start exploring that kind of thing. You know. Um, okay, so we, we, let's uh, let's pause uh, one last uh, commercial interruption, and we'll be right back with the with the relatively short closing bit of the Mopod oh. podcast.
0: Marty, Marty, oh. what's up, man? Oh. 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 oh, hi, Joe. I I just realized the end of the year is coming in. There's so many people I didn't buy presents for.
1: (laughs) There, there, Marty. 2020 has given you a gift. What? It's the only good thing about 2020. You can blame Donald J. Trump for fucking up the post office. So you've got plenty of
0: time to order wonderful products from the Mopod Totally Real Retail Store. It's a Christmas miracle. So I can order the Mopod reusable wool tampons? Yes. The Mopod collection of homeopathic bottles of water? Yes. The not-at-all fraudulent Mopod life insurance policies? Yes. The Mopod David Chauvin bobblehead? Yes. Nobody wants that. The Mopod meditation tapes on 8 track. Yeah. Wait, what? Mopod scented candles? Th- that's not a thing. The Ogrefest G-string? Uh, oh, uh, yes. Official Ogrefest nipple clamps? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mopod matching David and Alan Prince Albert loops. Sure. All of the wonderful Mopod brand products on sale. Wonderful may be too strong of a word, but yes. I
1: guess there's only one thing left for you to do. Visit Visit the the Mopod Mopod store. store. It's totally real. Okay. I'm going to drink some beer. Uh, Why don't you bring us back while I'm drinking this beer?
2: And welcome back to the Modus Operandi podcast with your host, Dr. Dave Overby and Alan Miller at the Institute for Psychic Reform. This is our first podcast since the inauguration of our new president, uh, Joseph R. Biden. And uh, we'll see if it's actually going to make a difference uh, for uh, the better beyond just um, better by default. Well, as my brother said... Everything's going to be better now, right? <laughs> um, but uh, hopefully, it'll actually be quasi adequately better. Oh, I think than it'll just be just better it'll, in it'll the. It'll be abstract. generally
1: generally better, but it's just not. It, but it,
2: we have to think about the fact that it it's going to be, be generally be. better as offset by the reality of what this post pandemic world is going to look like. And we have to remember that, uh, I'm kind of taking it for granted that it's going to take at least until the fall before we can start to think life is actually in terms of experiencing it, uh, back to normal or sort of normal.
1: (laughs) Well, I've heard that, um, um, it will and that's ne- at the it earliest. Will, it will never be quote, it normal again for any of us. Even even if it could go back to it, there is we are going to you know, you know, just like people in the Great, that survived the Great Depression, saved every penny, refused to Long throw Long after the depression was yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, refused to throw out any even though they were you know, wealth, they were really well off, you know, saved everything that they had, um, in, in, in really safe places, you know, uh, uh, I mean, it helped. So
2: no one's going to think there's anything wrong with me when I say I'm never going to be around people again. Yeah. When, when this
1: is over. Yeah. Well, the, the fact that you're, you're washing your hands every, every 15 minutes is like, oh, he lived through the COVID. Um, but, uh, you know, the, uh, think about the generation of, of kids. You know, their, their life has been really fucking smacked, especially the young ones, you know. I mean, tr- try to remember when you were, say, seven or eight. I mean, a year, that was a lifetime. And they've had this entire lifetime of theirs just interrupted. You know, they've...
2: Had True, a- but they also have... Uh- most of their life ahead of them, so they've got time to recover. I mean, I kind of think it's people in their 20s and their, their, the young adults, I think those are the people really getting screwed because all their big plans got shut down and it's going to take a while for things to get back on track. And just more generally, I think it's going to be a pretty unsavory world that we're going to be living in when all of us do finally start to crawl back out of our caves you know think
1: about the olympic athletes you know i i as as much as i kind of i've despised the olympic organization uh, there's just everything is wrong about it um and this the insane waste of money every four years of building a new Olympic park and all the advertising and product time and all that shit. But all those athletes, you know, they they have trained their whole lives to get to the point to be able to do this thing as best as they could
2: possibly do it. And we're really talking their their childhoods because yeah. they're they're these prodigies, and so yeah. they're doing this the whole way through their their childhood. Yeah, Rare,
1: right? rarely do they come on. And you it's know, only when, when it's, they're
2: fifteen years old do they start. It's doing only the thing. every four years.
1: Yeah, and so, so it's not like you're tuned to that. You've just you're eighteen years old. You're nineteen years old. You are at your prime. You know, especially you know something like gymnastics or um or fuck i mean the, the uh, bicycling events the the triathlon you know you reach there's a level that you are never going to achieve again after you are nineteen years old with a lot of those 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 things you know they're they're not the kind of physical activities that that benefit from age and wisdom and experience you know they benefit from super fast reflexes perfect musculature and incredible training you know i mean most of the events that are at the at the the olympics you know you are with within 2 or 3 years of your absolute peak when you go to the olympics so miss one olympics and you've missed your peak you've missed your peak you know, and and for so many of those sports, there is nothing else but the Olympics. You know, oh yeah, there's world championships, but I mean, they're not going to, you know, give you the the cover of the of Wheaties or you know grand celebration. You know, there's a, a tennis shoe or whatever, a running shoe. Um, most of those sports. I mean, except for internationally. I mean, fuck. Tra- Why is it that track and field is nothing in the United States? Can you explain that to me? That is a huge sport most of the world, and it is nothing in the U.S. Except for during the Olympics. I think the more Olympics.
2: lucrative sports for people who are really fast are going to be football and and baseball.
1: Yeah, but I, you know, that, that that's that's not the same as the you know being able to run the the. the uh, uh, oh, what is the one where you jump over the things? Um, Hurdles or the yeah. long jump? Yeah, I mean it's like that's the, those kind of skills.
0: The high jump, super, the high jump
1: is. Yeah, high jump or the long jump. Uh, you know, any of those. Those are super specific. And if you get to be the best that you that you know that you can possibly be at that thing, that's completely different than being really fast and also doing all the other shit that you've got to do with the other sports you know they're because what's his name uh the the runner um usain bolt yeah i mean he's internationally he's a superstar and he makes a lot of money just not none of it's in the united states except for well, giant right. I mean, events
2: and in jamaica they don't have a super lucrative sports culture they don't have major league baseball or nfl football in jamaica so it makes sense that somebody that's a really gifted athlete is going to do something that would be more but but the thing is independent or I mean, international mean, he's,
1: the, the, he's you know in france and england and germany and they all it's a big sport there all of the track events are that's big sports they're Africa, Well, I think I think Asia? in the case of
2: Germany, and uh, these other cultures, it may be that they're just more into fitness. America is just into consumption and being a spectator. Uh, it's in we're into beating each other the fuck up, you know. Which it's
1: um a an a thing that when we were kids, um the the big fights, the big uh, boxing matches were on regular television. You know, and I can remember watching them and being, you know, I I enjoyed a, a good boxing match. Watching, watching two really skilled dudes go at it is is just incredible. Um, but you, the only way you see that now is if you've got pay per view and cable. And is that? I what I wonder is if. That isn't going to kill sports. The pay-per-view model where you have to pay money to watch the the event instead of watching the event and suffering through some ads. Um, because it was easy and now it's not. So, you know, I mean, when, when was the last time you
2: watched a boxing match? Probably since uh, childhood, because I'm not really a fan of boxing, so I don't make any effort to see it. But I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I think with a sport like boxing, it's it's become more of a marginalized audience. It isn't really a a boxing doesn't really appeal to a mass audience anymore. I would I would not say.
1: Now well you got to wonder about that because I mean the number of people that do subscribe is quite large and well they
2: may figure that there's your explanation then they they figure it it is actually so popular that it's not going to risk the popularity of the sport or the future of the sport to have it done on But pay-per-view. are they
1: are they going to lose those those subscribers to uh, um what is the really violent one? The the um... UFC and the yeah, MMA.
2: Yeah. yeah, MMA stuff. Um, you know, cause... they'll lose some of them, but I mean, they're all pretty violent, and I think America is just always going to become an increasingly violent culture. Well, you
1: got to wonder. I mean, if it's not if it's no longer popularly available to view. Um, is it, I, you know, I, I just, but I, I think the same thing is happening with the NFL where the NFL, it, um, it, definitely it, diminishing
2: in popularity.
1: Yeah. And, and people aren't watching it because you can't see it. You know, I can't on, on my, um, my free television that I can get here in Louisville with the whatever it is, 15 stations or, um, uh, I mean, it's not a whole lot, and a lot of them are are weird old old people. Well, I think channels. a lot
2: of people are tired of the of the violence in the NFL and the the concussions and the way that the the NFL has been outed in terms of uh, forcing people into having um, encephalitis and. The inflammation of the brain and you know going brain dead after playing in, in the NFL because C- they, they CTI? knew they would be concussed and they shouldn't be playing but they would throw them back out there anyway. Uh, and and I think that it's becoming uh, less popular because of the violent uh, nature of it and the risk. Uh, fewer younger people are playing it, and so well, there's
1: there's also the fury over over what they did to Copernic. I mean that that. I, that didn't. I mean help. that that lost me, period. You know, I was like, well, if you're going to do that to him for, I mean, what is an utterly legitimate protest, um, which he did, you know, apparently that, that taking a knee during the, the the national anthem is, um, in the military considered to be a legitimate degree of protest, wow. but not for Fox News. But just because of the what they've done to Copernic, I mean, I, there's no telling how many, what massive black audience they've lost. And you know, here's the thing with the with with that: when you, if you've lost a hardcore uh, NFL fan, then they're probably going to unsubscribe from their ESPN or or from the NFL. Uh, it doesn't... The NFL sells directly right now, don't they?
2: It's not even through ESPN. There is an NFL direct channel.
1: Yeah. So, you know, the, the, those those channels, they're, they're not going to pay for them anymore. So that's going to go away. Well, those people don't watch. So their kids don't watch. And their kids don't care. And how... One generation? How long does it take? Because boxing now because it's not easy to get it's not something you can just go oh this great fighter's on tonight let's watch him like sugar ray sugar ray leonard i can remember watching watching a couple of fights waiting for him to come on because he was amazing um same thing with uh muhammad ali um I mean that was you you couldn't wait to watch that um and and it you know of course it was hyped for months beforehand but because you're not you know you're not subscribers to it you don't hear about, I don't I don't know the name of a single boxer
2: now I I don't uh I don't either uh actually there's um there's the name of one guy and he's this enormous guy I, I think his name is uh Tyson Fury and I have to believe that's a familiar. that's a fake name, you know Tyson from Mike Tyson and Fury. Like he's the Fury, he's really dangerous. Um, but yeah, I don't really know um, much about who the top people are. Do you remember Butterbean? Uh, not 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 really. Um, giant. I'm, I'm curious, giant white though. Dude, I want to know like a tick. who do you think is which demographic is going to be the hardest hit by by the pandemic. Or here's another way of looking at it. I think, kind of like with the climate change, when you said that you're kind of glad that, you know, our generation will die when, when we die. Um, I mean, I think the pandemic has been really horrible. I'm glad uh, that, um, I mean, I'm glad for me that it didn't happen when I was in my 30s. I think it would have been a lot worse for it to have happened then. Because... I've lived through a prosperous economy, relatively prosperous, like during the '90s, and um, I've done a lot of traveling and socializing and gone out to bars. So for me, being in my early '50s, having to you know, lock down and and uh, and so forth, uh, like I was saying, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, aside from the worry about actually getting infected. I mean, I'm perfectly fine if I never have to talk to another person again.
1: Oh, I think I would have rather my... I think I would have rather this this happened in in the, my 30s because... Um, Get it out of the way? Uh, yeah, and also probably would have had a... Um, well, I, not probably. Definitely would have had a a younger hornier uh, mate <laughs> to be with
2: during uh covid God. well as long as we have our uh, priorities i mean it always comes back to those basic urges there's uh, you
1: know what i was saying about the fucking part uh, that doesn't go away just because you're not trying to have kids while you're doing it that is hard hardcore built into uh humans um at least up until menopause Um, and we males don't have that. So, yay. Right. Uh, yeah, we end up being fucking like, what's his name? Uh, uh. Sean Connery? Yeah, or, or Mick Jagger, you know, having a fucking kid at 65. Didn't Tony Randall have one
2: when he was older?
1: Yeah, and, uh, um,
2: God, I go, (sighs) But I mean, it's an interesting question, though, to go back to, you know, go through this in your 30s or 50s, because the thing with having a mate is if if you if you had a mate in your 30s, odds are that both of you would be less trustworthy in the sense that you would maybe go out or do something or not wear a mask or forget to be extra careful if you follow me. So I think you'd be more vulnerable. No, like I'm, it, it depends. I I was still and yeah, I mean I, I have been since I was
1: 8. No, I have been since I was can, can remember a science nerd. I mean, I I had my fucking first microscope when I was 10 or something like that. Um <clears throat> so I would have been paying close attention to the um uh, the the science during this. Um, so, but if I were thirty now, it would be a different world. I mean, it's everything. The way that we get information is completely different. When I was thirty, the information would have been coming from the newspaper and the evening news. You know, would have would have been
2: right. Know. The television, though, I think is the <laughs> common factor. And uh, television in the nineties wasn't that different than it is now. I don't. I don't watch TV though. I mean, I really. I don't. I'm not even. Well, in that case, uh, that would have been the, the factor. See, uh, I, I'm just saying the, that the, in general, the, the internet
1: the, is my TV now.
2: I mean, don't. I'll just speak for myself. I mean, I think in my early fifties that I have. I'm more patient, and it's not that big of. It's not as big a deal for me to think. You know, I can't go right I can't go out right now, or I can't do this and that, or it would have been a lot more frustrating for me to have dealt with that in my thirties.
1: Well, I'll tell you something that has made this way more frustrating than now than it
2: would have been in the thirties. Everything sucks. Last year my band came out with our first album. Oh right. Yeah, that is uh We So you guys
1: were on a roll. We printed CDs. I mean it's a 2 CD set. We printed a whole bunch of them. We planned on going and playing shows like we were losing our minds. And then the world collapsed. So I mean we're sitting on this pile of CDs of an album that we're we're I don't know, we're we're doing it we're already writing another one, you know. We're 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 actually an album and a half
2: past that one now. Well, but I mean as long as you're still together, <clears throat>
1: Well, yeah, but
2: uh, I mean... You're not really hitting while the iron saw it.
1: One of the things that... I I mean, one of life's greatest pleasures for me is getting up on stage and performing in in front of people um, and playing music live to people. Um, It has... There's something about that feedback with an audience and that it just it, it there's nothing else like it and we can't fucking do it um you know and doing a facebook live video for two people that are actually watching it and then you know over the courses of isn't quite the same yeah the next week you know another 20 people see it but uh, yeah it's not the same as doing a show in front of people even we did a virtual show um uh, where we played at art sanctuary here in Louisville and there were know, 15 people i guess in the place and it was just so much better than playing in you know in our in our uh studio um yeah it's just um uh, it's it's that is probably the worst part and uh, man i can imagine your your sister i mean her entire fucking life is being on stage uh, I mean, what what has she been doing? Has she been working?
2: Has she been acting? I think that actors are doing uh, some things uh, via video, where they do they'll do the short play that's that they record they it, like, and they yeah. put it up. And there's also these um, platforms where people will do a performance, and you can actually get an invite. And so, in uh, your and they'll do they'll do the performances live through Zoom, and so you have your invite, and you you accept your invite, and then at a certain time you can go to the link and uh, watch the play. I actually yeah, and they, they can hear saw you. a play that my sister was not in, but she was involved in the production. So, and and they they can the they can hear the crowd, right? Uh, no, I mean, there's no um, no feedback. It's 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 live. It's a live performance, but there's no there's no feedback. No.
1: Well, the um there's a show called uh um Friday Night Comedy from BBC and they do a, a Zoom audience uh thing, but um uh, the you can hear the audience. That you can hear them laughing and whatnot. Um uh it's 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 pretty neat. I don't know I I mean I'm assuming they do it with Zoom but uh um it is it's it's really kind of cool it's like the people sitting around at home you know if they laugh well it comes through um to the audience and and, and everyone's hearing the other people in the audience yeah it's 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 pretty uh, we uh we live in a time of of wonders this is a long distance call We live in
2: a time of wonders, of Zoom, of pandemics, and of demographic adjustments. But the one thing that all of these elements have in common is that they must face a future in which nothing good is ever going to happen again. Okay. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Modus Operandi podcast. This episode was recorded at the IFPR studios in Louisville, Kentucky, and the Bad Teacher Studios in an undisclosed secret bunker with Dr. David Overby and Alan Miller. Produced, engineered, edited, and mixed by Alan Miller. Music by the Institute for Psychic Reform. Intro remix by Hydropod. Please join us again soon for the 208th episode by subscribing to the show wherever you get podcasts. Search for us on Facebook. Or wherever. A poorly kept web page with uh, recent episodes is available at PsychicReform.com slash MOPOD that's PsychicReform.com slash Mopod where you can also find the RSS feed to directly subscribe to this show. Search for Alan Evil on Twitter for weird freeform poetry but not the Alan Evil that's been suspended the one that's Big Al in a bunch of numbers. Listen to Emma reply to the unhinged tweets of our liar-in-chief and the occasional cute animal video. The Mopod gift store is a fictional entity, and the products advertised are imaginary. Mopod! Stay safe, wear a mask, and maintain a safe distance from others. Good night.